What's up, friends? Welcome to the 53rd episode of Beyond the Cover podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. And as promised, we do have special guests in the house again, Julius and Shanda Caro. <laughs> do I say that right? Is it Cairo, Cairo, Cairo? Cairo. Okay, all the things. Cairo. But more than, I mean, yeah, we got Max over here too. He's he's here. Oh. <laughs> he's done cheating. <laughs> but you guys, I am so, I'm, I'm beyond thrilled to tell you that we have a super special guest in the house today. Her name is Lydia Cairo. What? Woo! Oh, here we go. <laughs> I wish you could see her smile from ear to ear over here because she's so stinking cute. Yes. yes. But she has agreed. Um, Lydia is 10 years old? Mm-hmm. 10. Lydia is 10 years old, and she um, has been adopted into the Cairo family. Yes, she's clapping. Um, but she has agreed to share a little bit of her journey and her story, uh, what the Lord has laid on her heart to share about her adoption story. So we wanted to start out today, right, Shanda, mm-hmm. Julius? Yeah. Yes. We wanted to start out today with uh, Lydia sharing with you guys a little bit. So Lydia, the floor is all yours, sister. Um, being adopted, it means everything to me because, because if I didn't been adopted, I'll still be stuck with, I'll be stuck in foster care, wouldn't have, like, a real family who would adopt me. Well, um, so being adopted is really, it's like, it really, um, like, inspires me because when I'm adopted, I feel like I'm really happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a new mom and dad who take care of me and always be there for me. Mm. Even even though they're already there for me, I still need them though. And I like how I like I have new sisters and brothers who is very kind, funny and they always be there for me. Mm. And and there's one thing that this family is really special about that they're in my heart and I know they won't leave me Mm -hmm. basically and I like how they treat me well and I have a good family and it makes me really happy because if I didn't have them I, I would haven't I would have nothing Mm. so I have something with them Mm. who can be nice take care of me and go places that I like though and that's why I wanted to be adopted with them that's super special wow 
Thank you so much for being so bold and sharing why you wanted to be adopted. Do you remember when you came to group um, at our house? I don't know if it was the first or second time. And you waited to come inside because y'all listened to a song. Um, do you remember what that song was? Yes. What was it called? It, it was... Um, was it Sparrow? Yeah, it was. Sparrow. Mm -hmm. um, who's, who wrote that song? Who sings that song? Do you remember? Corey Asbury, I think. Yeah, Corey, Corey Asbury. Asbury. And um, there, I, I don't remember the words of the song off the top of my head, but... I just remember going, like, we played it that night. Do you remember we played it? And mom, mom said, like, before y'all came in, I was like, where's Lydia? And she's like, oh, she's just, she needs a, she's, she's having, she needs a moment. And um, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I didn't, I didn't know why that was. But then she told me that y'all were listening to that song in the car. And there was, a, there's a part in that song, I don't know if you remember, but it's like where you take care of yes, me. Yes, because you take good care of me. Because mm -hmm. you take, because you take good care of me, because mm -hmm. you take good care of me. And um, I just, man, girlfriend, that like pierced my heart. And every time I listen to that song now, I think of you every single time. And I wonder how that may be an anthem for other kids, like, you know, that are, that are um, in the foster system right now or even at someone's home waiting to be adopted. But how that song, like the lyrics of that song, Because You Take Good Care of Me, that it means so much more to you than it would mean to maybe another kid. Because I can tell you, like, growing up, and I wasn't in foster care or I wasn't adopted, like, my mom took care of me, and I didn't think anything about it because I'd always been taken care of, you know. Mm -hmm. But for you, it was so big, you know, because you take good care of me. And I know that the song's talking about the Lord taking good care of us, but I think maybe it might have hit you a little bit harder, too, because... You got mom and dad over here taking good care of you. Yeah. Shanna's over here crying because she's a big crybaby. I'm trying not to, like, <laughs> sniffle in the mic. Mike can't see you. <laughs> Lydia, thank you. Thank you so much for being so bold. You can sit with us the whole time if you want, or you can go and play with your brother and sisters. <laughs> thank you. She gave a bow. She gave a bow. She yeah. bowed out. <laughs> One thing that she told me that I wanted to share real quick is uh, she came to me one day and she said, um, this is before she was adopted and I was Miss Shanda to her. And she said, Miss Shanda, you know what's really special? And I said, what? And she said, this is the seventh place for me to live and that's God's number. And so I know that like I, this is my lucky place. Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Did y'all know like... Um, I didn't even I didn't even give any introduction to what this podcast was going to be about. So if somebody didn't listen to the last one, they're Sorry. probably going, "What are they even talking about?" Part you guys, two. we're talking about orphan care, um, <laughs> kingdom care, if you will. So, um, but I did you know, like with Lydia, whenever you guys took her in, that she would that you'd possibly adopt her. Well, like, was that the plan the whole time? Yes. Yes. Okay. So she. Um, just had a lot of different experiences in her life and she's had some um, family member placements that broke down and um, a failed adoption last December. And so when she came to us, um, we knew her rights had been terminated actually for, I mean, at least a year she had been, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just in the process of, of being adopted with another family. But um, 
Yes, so we knew whenever she came mm-hmm. to us. You don't always know, but with her, we did. So how, how long was she in the system before you adopted her? Three years. So since, three well, years. and that's in like a foster care setting, yes, right. for, for three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So wow. from seven, and then we adopted her at 10. Yeah. Well, hopefully fast forward and, you know, um, 10 years from now, she'll be able to share her entire story mm-hmm. because that's her story, you know, and I know right. that people will receive healing and um, freedom on the other side of her story so I'm, I'm excited to hear that right. I know I have <laughs> she probably she probably gonna write a book you know yes, yes. <laughs> she has a, a testimony for sure to to share uh, yeah. that will really be you know a true testament of, of the Lord's grace and just her coming into our home she was actually introduced to the Lord in another foster home by a foster child wow. and so yeah that was I asked her about that because she came to us um, very inspired, like into like the word of the Bible and just with a lot of like background there. And I just was wondered where did this come from? And yeah, she told me when she was in a foster home that one of the other foster kids shared with her who Jesus was. And that's wow. how it, you know, were you telling me that she was reciting the Lord's prayer? Mm-hmm. Like, or she was looking at it in, in the, the Bible. Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in her kid's Bible, she came to me one night and she said, Miss Shanda, I want to show you something. And so I said, okay. And she took me in her room, and she had a, a children's Bible there and that uh, a previous family had given her. And she said, I don't know why I keep turning to this. She said, I just keep reading this. And she flipped to her Bible and read out the Lord's Prayer to me and mm. just really was confused. She's like, I don't know why I like this so much. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, just a beautiful spirit. Just yeah beyond the brokenness that she's experienced like life has not shown her that but the lord did so yeah yeah, Yeah. it's really cool that's beautiful um thank you for sharing her with us today (laughs) for sure um so today we do want to like debunk some myths about foster care or adoption or even maybe some things that people don't necessarily know or they think they know um like, you know, we were just talking before this and, and I was, you know, to fast forward and we'll, I'm sure, get to it. But I'm like, man, I just think about the four kids that you guys adopted and like now it doesn't end here. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. going to they're going to grow into teenagers and they're going to go to Have college and, and like yes. all this stuff. And I didn't know that college was paid for, you know. Right. Um, so things like that that mm-hmm. like wow, okay, well, that might change the tune for somebody because they're thinking, oh, well, I've already raised my four kids and put them through school. Like, I can't do that again. And Mm -hmm. so anyway, take it away. Like, tell me what what, you guys hear all the things, I'm sure. So well, just just piggybacking on what you just said. Like, I mean, myth number one on here is it costs too much to adopt. And so with like the foster care system, now if you're doing private adoption, that's a whole different avenue. Or internationally adopting. You know, that can get expensive and and it's a cost that you bear on yourself in in that respect. But when you're talking about foster kids, I don't think we've really ever... No, it doesn't cost to adopt. It doesn't cost to adopt. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't pay court fees. We didn't pay lawyer fees. We didn't pay any of that. We literally showed up and... Yeah. Signed the paperwork and gave our vows to the kid, and that was, mm-hmm. you know, that was, I mean, that was it. But right. um, there are some situations where you do have to pay, um, just depending on the differing situations um, for kids in foster care. But the most that it costs is five hundred dollars oh, wow. um, to adopt, and then you get that back on your taxes. So, at the end of the year, whenever you file that, you 
you know, you claim mm-hmm. those adoption expenses mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, you get that back. There so. was somebody, um, that said, and it, it may, I don't remember who it was. doesn't really matter, but it was something on social media where they said that it costs too much to adopt. Like I would love to adopt, but it just, I don't have that kind of money. It costs mm-hmm. too much. And the person said, well, actually, um, they'll pay you to, to mm-hmm. foster and adopt. Like right. if, if you'll, <laughs> it doesn't cost you, you money, mean, they'll right. actually pay you to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, what the heck? Like I didn't, you know, I mean, I knew that just because of journeying with you guys and others, but you know, people just don't, mm-hmm. don't right. realize it. So, right. yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to own your own home. You don't have to, I mean, none of that stuff is like a requirement, mm-hmm. you know, that, the, the stigma and the stereotype of like, hey, look, this is, you know, you have to be some picture perfect family that's right. wealthy. And, you know, I mean, most most state adoptions or I mean, pretty much all state adoptions in the state of Texas anyway are free. And there's like minimal cost to the actual foster family mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the to the adoption as far as that goes. So it's a, it's a really that is one part of the system that is is very, uh, very good and beneficial. Right. They try to make it as seamless and, mm-hmm. and easy for the transition and the adoption process. Yeah, and I thought, I told Shanda the other day, I said, um, I think, like, I don't have, we don't have the room, right? Because I'm thinking, okay, if I if I bring in a foster kid, the dogs are going to bark, the kids are going to barge in, you guys. It's fine. It's fine. This is live. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> um, but I was like, I don't have another room, you know, to bring in, because I was thinking that they had to have, like, their own room. Um, they couldn't be with, you know, biological children or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you you told me that, no, that's not right. the case. Right. So you can, uh, the, there is a minimum square footage of a room per child, um, but it's nothing like what you would think and probably way less than most people's standards would be mm-hmm. comfortable in putting that many children in a room. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you can even put um, siblings that are opposite sex up to a certain age. So, like, at, there's been times where we've gotten, like, a five-year-old girl and an infant boy from the hospital. And so we had a room, one room to put both of them in. And so you can do that up until I think the state's minimum is like six years old now where they then they have to go to the same gender. But then after that, you can essentially put like four children in one nearly standard size bedroom. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, bunk bed. Everybody has to have their own bed. Mm-hmm. Right, but right, right. Yeah, the space amount is not... Um, shouldn't be something generally that holds people back. I mean, you can be in an apartment. Lydia has been in a foster home that was in an apartment. Like you can be in an apartment building. Right. You can you can own a home. You can rent a home. You can you can have dogs that growl and bark. <laughs> <laughs> can you have dogs? That's an actually that's a legitimate question because that's something I thought about. I'm like. Um, you know, because they're going to come and do a home inspection, yes, you know, yes, or whatever. The dogs are fine, yeah. And you know, and as long as they don't, you know, growl and bite the person as they walk <laughs> in, there's that, you know, because um, it's possible yes. around here. Yes, well, we yeah. started adopting dogs before we started adopting kids. <laughs> <laughs> Not to make the comparison of the two, but yes, we did. Right, right. Um, but yes, okay. What's the next myth you got? <laughs> uh, it takes too long to adopt a child. Um, it usually takes about a year, um, in most cases, under standard, to uh, from the first time you contact an agency before you're like technically able to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have to be in your home for six months, um, as far as like this is state of Texas regulations. So you, they do have to be in your home for six months, obviously. 
you have to want to adopt the child after that six months. And right. Yeah, they on, make sure it's a good match both ways, the child yes, and the family. And, so, and, and especially if it's an older child, they do ask the child their opinion. Like, do you want to be adopted? Mm-hmm. And the child at that point does have the option to say no. Say no. Um, or say, you know, some of them say, hey, may, not right now. Mm-hmm. So it may be an extended foster situation until the child themselves become comfortable Mm -hmm. to say hey look like this is what i want i do want this to be permanent and so and so yes so that's it is uh and when it comes to older kids it's definitely like a a mutual has to be a mutual thing yeah um with younger kids obviously they can't really ask them you know so that's you know kind of assumed after so many you know so many months at least minimum six months but yes the minimum of six months Mm -hmm. it was precious to um witness lydia's adoption because I had never, I had never done that, and think right. Max came home. Is on Zoom because yes. you know. <laughs> so I guess that's one great thing that came from COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but we zoomed an adoption. We zoomed an adoption. I was able to be there, um, but you know, like sh- it was. I watched her, you know, through the whole the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. and they. I didn't realize like you have like your case worker, and then you have somebody. I don't know. There was a million right. people. It seemed like, and then <laughs> there's like the judge, and the judge is asking certain questions, and then whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, and they're like, "Do you have any reason that this shouldn't be a thing?" It's like a marriage, yeah, yeah very similar like, to like a for sure, for sure, ceremony. and even asked Lydia, you know, mm-hmm. and and then, but I watched her, and it was like she was almost like sitting on the edge of her seat the entire time. Like, is this really going to happen? Is this really going to happen? Like, she wasn't saying that, but her her face was saying that you know and then it was it was like this flood of relief whenever they were like okay Lydia Cairo da, 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 <laughs> whatever and everybody's like yay and she just like sobbed sobbed mm-hmm. you know and hit her like yes her fa- like oh my god like that really happened yes. you know and is it really gonna happen right you know I just golly I, I that I can't imagine like what that, that was over like. the the computer screen, mm-hmm. you know, what that would feel like in the presence of, you right. know. Right, right. She told me, yay, today is my day after that. Uh-huh. And, and right after that was finalized, she started calling me mom and calling Julius dad and has carried that on every single day since. But wow. before that moment, she did not do that. And so it, it, even, you know, for her, that's... A side note about us, we our other adoptions have been when the, the kids were smaller. So we do have four adopted kids, but um, their adoptions took place when they were younger. And so they didn't, you know, they couldn't conceptualize really what was happening and how it was becoming formalized. Right. But mm. with her, she knew and it, yeah, you could definitely feel the, the shift in her. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was really so did really she just call see. y'all Julius and Shanda? Like mm-hmm. always, yeah. Before. Yeah, wow. Mr. Julius and Miss Shanda. Very formal. Not anything that we put into place. We always tell the kids they can call us whatever you know they're comfortable with. Um, but yeah, that's who wow. who we were. Wow. I know at school she would reference us as mom and dad, but she, and her teacher told me, you know, wanting to make me feel better one day. You know, yeah. like she calls you mom at school. Like she talks about y'all and your mom and dad. Well, I, I had a conversation with Lydia about it. Just it came up organically through something else. And she said, yeah, because I don't want them to know, mm-hmm. the other kids to know that, that mm-hmm. I'm in foster care. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Okay, next. next <laughs> before I cry so on the you'll, radio. You'll, you'll learn <laughs> that I'm sure um, this won't be the last time that <laughs> Shanda tears up. <laughs> Julius, you need to talk, man. So you, you need to talk. You need to save her. 
It is a super emotional thing. Yes, right? it because it's so close. Obviously, it's so close to home because it's in your home. It's my passion leaking out my eyes. It is. <laughs> it is for sure. Uh, so what, the next myth that we can just briefly bypass uh, is says you can only adopt a child who is the same race and ethnicity as you. Um, check us out on Facebook. Julia said Shanta K. Rowe. You can see <laughs> a picture of our family. Very multicultural. Like so black and white at the same time. Yes. We're, we're about one baby away from the United Nations. In our <laughs> um, so. it's, it's getting there. had not got there yet, but it's close. Um, so yeah, so it's it's That's definitely a myth. yeah definitely a myth. Um, and we also have friends too that are um, a white couple. They have two white biological kids, and they have four adopted African American kids. And mm-hmm. it's I mean it's just I mean it's just beautiful. Like I mean it's not there's no there's no nothing that denies that or or, or yeah um, and and but in legality wise it used to be. Mm. It actually used to be mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, they really pushed um, years ago for race to be a reasoning Factor to in. prevent. Mm-hmm. And they did. They prevented mm-hmm. a lot of adoptions, which in some in some ways gave us this race disparity that we have right now. Yeah. Where, you know, minorities are the, are the thing. But for the longest, it was because the minorities were being kept from adopting. You know, from being adopted. Being adopted, yeah. And so that, you know, that became an issue. And finally, you know, they they resolved all that and realized that, hey, no matter what color, whatever race, ethnicity, right. culture, background, religion, what, none of that mattered if the kids had a home. Yeah. And it became about the kids and not so much about, you know, well, are they going to grow up, you know, in a black community or a white community mm-hmm. or, they, you know, on all mm-hmm. these other racial factors. Um, and so that's... That's why that myth is there, is because yeah. it used to not it was be a, a thing. myth. It used mm-hmm. to be a reality. But Julius wrote a whole paper on this. Yes, <laughs> we can upload it to YouTube. Right? <laughs> so, yes, legit um, has a whole paper on it. <laughs> most of my college papers have been like about <laughs> adoption. And Oddly <laughs> enough, but um, <laughs> but yes, so that's that's where that myth came from. It, it actually was a fact before, but mm-hmm. not thank, anymore. Thank God, and the the system got that one right. So. Yeah. Um, I guess the next, our next myth, um, only married couples can adopt children from foster care. Um, uh, not true. No. <laughs> we have a friend who's a single adoptive mom now. She was a foster mom uh, and has adopted, adopted two. Um, yeah, so definitely not a, oh, not wow. true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do it as, a, as a single. You can do it as a, a same-sex relationship. We have another group of friends who, it's a same-sex couple, and they've adopted, um, and we even have single foster, you know, adoptive friends and married couples. And so, yeah, come one, come all. It's a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the Ellen show. You want a kid? You want a kid? <laughs> who wants Every, a kid? Hey, who wants the a whole kid? audience <laughs> is getting a kid. <laughs> <laughs> what is, is there a, is there a myth that frustrates you the most? Um, like thinking about, what keeps people from fostering or adopting? What What would that? Oh, they're both looking at each other, smiling. What well, I don't be? know if he's going to say the same thing I am, but I was just going to say how people say, um, "I couldn't do it because I couldn't give them back." That's what I always hear, and I I want to say so like so like you mean like you you love 
people more than I do. Like, you know what I mean? Because that's kind of <laughs> what it feels like. Like, oh, you must not love people if, if you can give them back. Mm. Well, no, that it's not about me and it's not about my hurt or my heartbreak. It's literally people, kids who have no home, who do not have love. It. I don't consider like, you know, oh, well, I, don't, I must not love them deep enough. No, I let the Lord sort that out. So who's yeah. going to come and who's going to go? And I trust in his, you know, sovereignty yes. that he loves them enough to know yeah. when they come and when they go. So, yeah. yeah, that's the one that always. That's good. Yeah, gets me that, you know. Yeah. For sure. Is I, that what you were going to say or were you going to say something else? No, I mean, that's, I mean, that's. I mean, that's one of the ones that, I mean, kind of bother me, I guess. I mean, I, And I know that frustration, like saying frustrates you is a pretty strong word. But, you know, just something that kind of makes you like, mm, I don't right. really like that. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that I, I, I wish that it wasn't that way. Because I know that there's little that like really frustrates you that people, because you, you understand that people don't. Right. Everyone not, comes from yes, a different walk yes. of, of life to Absolutely. arrive at this point. Yes. Yes. And their sure. spiritual journey. I mean, everyone's journey is is different but mm-hmm. what what is yours no i mean that's that's i mean probably one of the bigger ones just because i mean maybe not for that specific reason that you gave as far as like that i feel like people would love kids more than me that's why they couldn't do it just because like i mean i, I just see i just see the time as like whether it's you know a minute or you know yeah. 30 minutes or 30 days or whatever yeah. like that's what those kids need like god said hey look like that's your time like you've got that amount of time and i mean none of us are promised today tomorrow 30 minutes from now so i mean being able to say like or not say like hey look like i'm I'm not gonna do that because you know i may feel pain or i may you know i may hurt but i mean what if jesus said hey look i'm not gonna do that because i'm about to i'm about to feel that pain like that hurts like it's you know and it's not as much um about like worrying about you know and then not only that too but it's not even just like us just pulling them out of a bad situation like it's meeting them in their situation right. and us being pulled into their life mm-hmm. like and and you know when whether it's foster care or other people like if you love somebody and you want to love somebody like that may be the person that you meet at you know at the grocery any, store any, like yes, anywhere yes like yeah. it's not you know but using that time that the Lord gives us to take care of a kid. Like, if you're going to say, like, no, I'm not going to do that because, you mm-hmm. know, I might hurt a little bit. Well, yeah, that's that, you it's know. It's not about you, yo. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Find Humility some joy check. and jump outside yourself, okay? That's what I'm talking about. There's, there's a quote real quick that, that I wanted to share. It just says, we can't let the fear of loving a child that might leave deter us. We must let the fear of a child never knowing our love drive us. Wow. Wow. So. Dang, that, that's a retweet right there. <laughs> and that was that. I did not make that up. That's out of a reframing foster care. Give credit where credit's due. Reframing foster care by who? Jason Johnson. Jason Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Julius reached out and was like, "Hey, have you read this book?" I'm like, "I don't really read, but if it's on Audible, like this one's not on Audible." I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it." And then literally like. The next day, I was listening to a podcast, and they referenced that book. I'm like, okay, probably yep, need to read this it. book. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, you know, I, it hit me in the face the other day. I was at um, a, a party, actually, and we were talking. I was talking with a, a mom of grown children that are 
fostering and it's her daughter and her daughter's husband that are fostering and I'm like man you know they've just they've been they've gone through a lot and whatever and like Ali that's that's so much I don't know I don't know how I could do that and just kind of talking through that and I told her and you know we're, we're standing face to face and like I told her I was like man the Lord himself would have to come down and tell me that I needed to foster and I'm like in that moment <laughs> in that moment like the Holy Spirit was like um I well, kind of did. <laughs> it's like <laughs> in writing. all in writing in my, in, you know, in the scriptures, you know, it says it over and over and over again type thing. And I legit was like looking, I probably looked at her like deer in the headlight. <laughs> like I was like, is, is, is the Holy Spirit standing behind me? Like what? I'm is afraid he, to is turn he, is, he, is he back there? <laughs> He's like, no, actually I'm inside of you. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. But, you know, because he does. He tells us over and over and over to care for the the, the orphan, the widow, the vulnerable, the the at risk, the what, you mm-hmm. know, what have you. And um, so for us to say, because I've heard people say that a million times and I've said it a million times, like, oh, I mean, like it would have to be legit, like God coming down from the heavens mm-hmm. and saying that this needs to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, he told me right then, like, well, I have said that. Right. And and I'm telling you that and 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 it looks different for for different right. people, but we are all a part of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to in youth ministry tell the kids over and over until they didn't want to hear it anymore and they recited it back to me before I could even finish it. But it's love God, love others, and teach others to do the same. And how much more can you teach others to do the same than to love them in your home where they are? Right. You know. Um, so anyway, right? Yeah. You got, stuff. Are we having a meltdown right now? Like, is that what? This I don't know if the mic is picking up on the screaming <laughs> that is occurring with the Cairo Brielle children. Is having a fit. <laughs> well, that's the next myth. You have to be perfect to adopt a child from foster care. No. Yeah, that's, that's no perfectionism. For sure. No, no, no perfectionism. Well, Julius is pretty perfect. Well, so. you know what? Julius is on a whole nother level, but he's got the wife. Remember, he had to legalize me to be able to foster. That's true. That's so true. now he's just dragging me along <laughs> for the ride. Uh, uh, one and one other myth just to share briefly is just a birth parent or someone can come and, and take them back after they're adopted. Um, of course, in foster care, the parental rights are still intact um, for the majority of that time. So in that sense, yes, they're offered to work a plan. So you are... Um, and that's really you know, what you're right, working the intention, for, right? right like you is, want them to yes, be able to get... to reunify mm-hmm. that, that home because that was, you know, the God's original design of, of a family is that they, you know, they would be grow in your womb and right. you would give birth to them and you would raise them and care for them and even, love for them even more so than that too like it's the redemption story like i mean it's literally like if you're willing to work and fight for your kid i mean that's what god does for us mm-hmm. he literally came mm-hmm. died and, and fought for us so yeah you know if the parent has that opportunity to to fight and, and do what they need to do and get their stuff right then why not why right why would you not want them to yeah you know, and I mean, some of I mean, some of the situations that we're in now, like with kids in foster care, like if somebody would have came alongside those parents from the get go ahead of time, yeah, there wouldn't be as many kids in, in the system, yeah. Um, and so, and a lot of the kids that are in the system are kids of kids that were in the mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. yeah. So and true. so it's yep. it's a cycle of two of two of our four um, <clears throat> were our products of 
kids who aged out of the foster care system, their biological moms. So 50% of our kids were, their moms were in foster care and aged out and had babies and hadn't, you know, been shown. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. Um, but yes, but after, once they are adopted, they're, they're closed adoptions in the state of Texas when you adopt through CPS. And so they can't, um, come back later. They can't, you know, they, they have an appeal process. Um, I think it's like 90 days from their parental rights being terminated though, not your adoption. Mm -hmm. Um, so once their rights are terminated, they have, it might even be shorter than that, maybe 60 days, um, to appeal, to try to, you know, continue on to, Mm -hmm like go through more court proceedings to try to regain Um, but yeah by the time you get to your adoption there's no taxi backsies and they can't (laughs) find your name and they don't yeah they can't look you up in some database and it's all um, completely closed including the the court proceedings Mm -hmm. too so Mm -hmm. and the birth certificates one thing I didn't know until we adopted they literally send you a new birth certificate with your name on there as if they were never adopted so, like, our kids' birth certificates read, had they not known they were adopted, they would have no clue because the birth certificates read, like, I was at UTMB Galveston on, you know, the birthday of the child. It literally just replaces the name. Same date, what? same time, wow. same, like, it's, yeah, it's, I was mind blown when I saw it. And I'm like, I just don't even know if that's right. Like, wow. like you know, yeah. like, how, like yeah. I don't just, it's, there's so much, you know, strings and deeper than that then you just literally replace their name on the birth certificate right, like right. that was I think it's a someone's thing yeah, yeah it is and you can change social security numbers um we should have <laughs> so <laughs> if you would are adoptive or going to be adopting change the social security number but yeah you can change all of that stuff wow hmm. so much we don't know but you don't know what you don't know no. mm-hmm. right and that's mm-hmm. why we do this but when you know you do better. Like when you know better, you do better. But you know what? That's it. Because we were talking about that not with Matt, I think, um, Matt Hammerski, shout out. Um, He'll probably listen to this. Um, (laughs) But where he was like, you know, if I, if I post something about, you know, um, whatever, foster care or somebody in need or whatever, 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 he gets like two likes, you know, but if Mm -hmm. he, you know, posts a picture of his meal and there's like 150 (laughs) likes and people commenting, like whatever, but it all boils down to, you know, if you don't, if you don't even acknowledge Mm -hmm. that, that it is a need or that you could do something about it, then there is no accountability. Mm -hmm. And at that point you feel like, okay, well, I, I'm not, I'm not accountable to that. If I don't know it, then mm-hmm. I don't have to right. be accountable to it, right. you know? Right. And so we, we often, lots of people, just really good people with great intentions, you know, they'll they'll close, they'll shut a blind eye to it. Is that what mm-hmm. the saying says? Like they'll yeah. turn their head to it, you know, yes. because, because then if they don't, if they don't like it, then, uh, then they're, they don't have to do any action. Right. They're not it. acknowledging. Yes. So uh, at Brielle's adoption, real quick side note, Brielle's adoption, so we had shirts made, or I had shirts made that had a Dr. Seuss quote on them. And the quote said, you'll miss the best things if you keep your eyes shut. Wow. And that was that was my in, intention behind that, was that same kind of philosophy that, yeah, you can miss the hurt and you can turn your face, but you have you will never experience, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kingdom care in that manner whenever mm-hmm. you don't. And it's the best things. It's yeah. the Lord literally interceding on not only their life, but our life yeah. you know, as well. What were you going to say, Julie's? Oh. Uh, I have a question. Um, this so, is Max, not Julie. Sorry. Yes, this is Max. 
I do name. know what he looks like. Julia he sounds smaller. Julia's, Julia's, I was going to say something. Julia but. sounds smaller. <laughs> <laughs> sounds can if be this deceiving. This is the last time y'all hear from me. It's because of that comment. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt's head. <laughs> so my question is, do you always, do you have to only foster or only adopt or what are, what are roles that people can play? Because something that we re- we learned recently is uh, respite care. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we heard about that, that we can babysit um, foster parents' children mm-hmm. and give them a break for a weekend or a day or whatever, we were all over that. But we never, we never knew that. Mm-hmm. You know, all these years, I've never even heard of anything like that. Right. So are there other roles that people can play in this? Um, Well, I guess we didn't, what we recently learned was that there was a difference between like babysitting and respite care. Like we didn't know that there was a difference between, Mm -hmm. between the two and there, there, there is. Right. Yes. This person in order to adopt, do they have to foster for a certain period of time or how does this work? So you, you have to have the child in your home for six months. So essentially in that, in those six months, you, you're fostering. Mm-hmm. But that child, you already know that when that child comes to your house, it's, it can be an adoption. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you can choose you that can, only. Right. You okay. can essentially do like a, a straight adopt from CPS. So then you would take in kids who their rights were already terminated. So then you knew as long as those six months, you felt it was a good match and the child age appropriately felt mm-hmm. it was a good match. Um, then yes, you can be a, an adult. I feel adult like that only. was a um, something that we completed on the application. Like whenever you can say like you only want to foster, like foster only, respite care only, or foster to adopt, or mm-hmm. adoption only, maybe or something. Which I guess foster would come come into mm-hmm. play with that. But you can select what you're, mm-hmm. what you desire. Yes, essentially. That's funny. Yes. That's one of the myths. Like one of the bigger myths is like foster parents have no control over who they foster mm-hmm. or who they adopt. But you literally can, if you want a one year old African American boy, mm-hmm. you can. I mean, eye color, right? Now you may be waiting for the next twenty years to get that <laughs> match. for the but, what's that movie but, <laughs> with the famous. <laughs> But you literally can be as, as narrow and, I mean, as, as picky as you want to be yeah. in, in that respect of it as far as that goes. Um, so you have, a, you have a lot of say. Now, we say that you can pick to be a foster or adopt, whatever, so forth and so on. We kind of ended up in the wrong category on that from yes. the get-go with ours is, you know, part of the reason why, like, our initial kids... The first five of them left is because we didn't realize that we were, like, technically in the foster group. Only, And we yeah. were supposed to be. We thought we were initially, adopting. we thought we were in the adoption group. So <laughs> every, kid, yeah. so every kid that came in, we were like, this is our kid. This yeah, is our yeah. kid. Three months later, they're gone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well. What's happening? That wasn't our kid. <laughs> <laughs> three, you know, three more kids came in, and then it was like, oh, these are ours, and Three months later, they wow, disappeared yeah. as well, and we we're like, "But there, yeah, there's so many stories in that <clears throat> of how the Lord just worked that out and made us realize, like, that you know, foster fostering was was too a part of you know His plan and in mm-hmm. our heart and His plan for our life yeah. because had we, I mean, we said in the last podcast we were so young, 24 and 25, yeah. and college students working full time. Had we realized what we were signing up for at that time, we would not have signed up for it. And so, yeah, he just really, you know, worked that out to where we were like, oh, this is okay. Like, we can do this. We can do hard things with the Lord. It's like, it's okay. Isn't that beautiful? Like how uh, the Lord just, 
he just knows all the things, you know. He knows so much that he knows what not to tell us yeah. ahead of time. So that way, like, it's just like, yeah, sure, Lord, whatever, I'll jump in. And then it's like, We're doing oh, this. now we get the details after yeah. the mm-hmm. fact. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I mean, already here, so what are we going to like, do? Like, I even had no idea, and I was sharing this with you guys beforehand, so it's going to sound like a repeat, but... The listeners haven't heard it, but you know we were helping care for some um, kids of a family that needed some help. It wasn't a foster situation, but mm-hmm. they just needed a little bit of lo- lo- longer term care. So we went and picked up their four kids and brought them over, and it was just kind of like, a, "Hey, we're going to do this because y'all need the help." And so they wound up staying, I don't know, three or four days or whatever it was. But it wasn't like I'm not gonna, I'm not some superwoman, but it wasn't hard because I knew that we were doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And so it's almost like they're. I say it's almost like there is a supernatural ability that comes, mm-hmm. you know, with that when you're stepping in obedience, when you're doing the Lord's work, when you're ultimately being Jesus yes. to people. There's a supernatural ability that comes along with that. And it I didn't know that I needed that as confirmation for the next steps that we right. were going to be that taking. you can do it. Yes. Yeah, because we were already talking about different things, you know, Max and I as... as um, just in what that... What, what, we, what role we would play... We were already talking about respite care and foster care and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know that, that even caring for them and bringing them into my home would propel that for us mm-hmm. or change anything for us or give any kind of clarification or right. whatever, you know. <laughs> and and I didn't know that Max telling me that, like, man, this you, you do this so naturally or, you, you know, you're not getting frustrated, you're doing such a great job, whatever. Whenever I'm like... Feeling like in right. some aspects doesn't even matter, right? Yeah. You know, like whatever, and and it was like I laughed at some things that would have like before, like grow, my own kids growing up, which now are 21, 17, 21, <laughs> which are now twenty one, seventeen, and and fourteen. Like them growing up, I I wouldn't have I would have cared so much about things that I didn't necessarily care about. Now, granted, it's a short, very short period of time, but I made a dummy move and stuck a fork or something in a blender, and and. And yogurt went everywhere. And this was like minutes after or minutes right before, you know, the whole group is coming over to have group at our house. So legitimately, I have yogurt all in my hair. (laughs) One of the little boys would not let me lay him down. Like, I legit can't get in the shower. And I'm like, I can't get you in the shower with me because that's just wrong. (laughs) You know, you ain't my kid. Right. And so there are some (laughs) some boundaries. There are some boundaries. And so like tie up my hair in a bun. And I'm like, but I'm smiling through it. I'm like, this is. This is crazy, right. but this is great, right. you know, because, yeah. you know, he he needed that. We needed all the things, but the Lord knew mm-hmm. just so perfectly what all those little pieces were and where they needed to be placed and how, you know, mm-hmm. how we needed to be used in that moment and what it's going to what it's going to do from here yes. forward. So. Yes. We joke all the time about like just talking about this journey and just everything. And like at one point we had six kids mm-hmm. in our house under the age of five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we're sitting here and we're like. How did we do that? And and we both work full time and are college students. And it was like, I was just like, I mean, that just felt so easy. Mm -hmm. Like God just literally, like it was his plan. Yeah. And so like, we didn't even notice. It was just like. Oh, another kid, another kid. Living life like, okay. I remember us looking at each other one time and being like, did they just get another kid? Like, (laughs) what in the world? You know, we. We've watched other small children, and both of us were like, "Oh, I'm never going to do this again." I'm glad that factory's been shut down. Mm-hmm. We, oh, we have said that a million it. times. We cannot Truly. do it. like the screaming, the crying, right. and the mess, and everything else. But when you're watching a child that has a need, mm-hmm. yeah, 
it's not just the babysitting. This child has a need. Right. Mm-hmm. It is so much different. Right. Yeah. You know, I base it off of watching these other kids like, I don't want no screaming babies in my house. <laughs> I'm over that. My uh-huh. kids are grown. But when they were here, you know, like she was saying, he was attached to her, screaming and crying, you know, every every other minute he would like me, you know. <laughs> But it was okay with me mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. to hear the crying and hear the whining. Right. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was right. okay. Cause, because it wasn't in your ability. It yeah, was... it wasn't because I'm just watching somebody's kids so they can go out and have fun or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And these kids are just little brats. No, right. it wasn't. That wasn't, right. that wasn't it. You know, these, these kids needed mm-hmm. someone to love them right. and, and yeah. take care of them. You know, and he was attached to her hip. Well, he, he associates her with mom mm-hmm. he even started to call her mom and that got shut down real quick but mm-hmm. you know right. it, it's because the things that she did for him right, right. Desire, yeah, that, that, was the, that was the parallel right for him. It, yeah. It, yeah it wasn't because she looked like it, 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 she took care of him mm-hmm. and that's how he understood it right you know circles so. right back around to that song because you take good care you of me oh, wow. you know yeah. like holy smokes man yeah. that, t- that legit tore me up you guys like <laughs> yeah. i was driving down the road the next day and i'm like crying because like, well, when, you, oh, yeah. when you started talking about it i was like what is your are your allergies bothering you or what why are you all sniffling and turning red? like grow up <laughs> <laughs> There's so much beauty in She doesn't this. cry, you know? So it's like, when she does, I'm like, stop. Right. <laughs> what is this? I don't know this. Yeah. It's not crying. My eyes were sweating, y'all. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Right. Well, we are, um, we're almost out of time. So yep. if there's... Um, something just wonderful that you want to share to close things out great if not that's okay too but if the Lord's leading you to share something that maybe you hadn't shared yet then now would be the opportune time but I I think that um, I just want to commend you guys I I know that you're not doing this for any kind of accolade I know that I know the passion and the heart behind why you're sharing the things that you're sharing but truly you guys have um, your world changers I mean, at the end of the day, like the people, the kids that have come into your home that have been introduced to Jesus that are now introducing people to Jesus, just like the story with Lydia, like you have no idea the ripples that are coming from your home. And that's nothing but the love of Jesus. And so I, um, I'm honored to call you friend and honored to walk through this journey with you guys. And um, so thanks for letting us yeah. be a part of it for sure. So. She's she's fixing to cry again, y'all. She's fixing to cry again. This is gonna be <laughs> the whole time. Um so well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sure. Julius, you got anything? It looks like you wanna say something. No. I mean it just takes a yes. I mean that's that's mm. it. You just gotta be willing to say yes. I mean these kids don't need perfect. They don't need superwoman or superman or wonder woman or anybody special. It's just Somebody to love on them. Somebody who who will say yes for them. Yeah. Like that's literally, and you're, and you're saying yes to them, to the kids. Like each time, literally, when you get a phone call, yeah. you're saying yes. Like, literally. Hey, do you? Can you take this kid? And it's 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 yes. So like, you, you you say yes to the child's needs, and God will take care of yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> okay. Preach, well, not, preach, right. Max. Okay. <laughs> 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 On that note, you guys, um, thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, just know that you are so very, very loved.